stand by. We'll be streaming live. Good morning. I have been studying chapter 10 of Ezekiel. And it has to do with the voices of the prophets in Jerusalem toward the population of, of, of Jerusalem, saying to them, there's no danger. There's no problem. If you go into, into chapter chapter 10, what you're going to find out was, uh, 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 what you're going to find out is that <laughs> uh, the only prophet that uh, they could actually trust was Jeremiah and Ezekiel. But the other prophets were saying something totally, completely different. So, I want you to go to, uh, to chapter 11 of Ezekiel then. We've done chapter 10 yesterday, chapter 11 of Ezekiel. Moreover, the Spirit of the Lord lifted me up and brought me unto the east gate of the Lord's house. The east gate is the one that parallels its even to the golden gate. And so, in terms of north, south, east, and west, the Lord speaks to the north and to the east very seldom to the south uh, and to the west. And on chapter 11, it begins to say, And behold, the door of the gate 5 and 20, men. And so we're referring to a group of men. They were totally contrary to what God was saying, because you see, you see, God had already set it up that Israel would be captive 70 years in Babylon. And there's nobody that's going to change that. But the opposite voices, and this is what I want you to keep in your mind, the opposite voices begin to show up. The, the, the word, moreover, the Spirit lit me. And Ezekiel chapter 11 uh, comes in on chapter 3, verse 14, and 8, 3, and 11, 1. It simply means it carried me. And so when, when the prophecy is true. The Holy Spirit is connected to the prophecy. Lift me up. He took me up. I saw. Uh, he lift my heart up. Meaning that when, he, when it's false, the Holy Spirit is not present. And then he said unto me, Son of man, these are the men who devise mischief and give wicked counsel in this city. The idea of uh, the wicked counsel and these men were a group of 25 false prophets. How does it apply today? It's usually false prophecy comes in groups, in sets. At the time of Jesus, at the time of Ezekiel, was one prophet, uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, speaking. But today... It's groups of people. You're talking about groups of men or women that have an idea about the church and about the kingdom of God that does not involve the work of the Holy Spirit. And so, in that time, uh, he said unto me, Son of men, these are the men who devise mischief and give wicked counsel to the city. And, and of course, as you know, what they were saying was, Relax. Take it easy. Don't bother about nothing. Nothing's going to happen. 
And of course, you need to know that when, when you are being led of the Spirit of God, when God begins to lead your life into a path, He opens the door, He confirms it, He blesses you. And of course, this relationship with God of forgiveness and repentance and, and, and worship and prayer, this struggle of trying to overcome uh, the, the Satan's schemes, trying to get to a place to where you are willing to hear the Lord, is a struggle that every Christian goes through. And of course, uh, they gave counsel to the city that was wicked, it was wrong. He contradicted Jeremiah in Ezekiel's prophecies. These men denied any coming invasion by the Babylonians. And so today in America, you have this voice that comes in. And of course, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I've never seen what I see in America today in terms of a nation that is desperate to... to uh, come to conclusion and to hear. Uh, after Roe versus Wade has been now reversed, uh, judges from all over America are just coming against the ruling. And of course, it's coming back to the states. But there's voices. You can hear groups of voices. One screaming this way, the other one screaming the other way. And the question here is this to you. Who is telling the truth? I know one thing. And I, there's no question about it. That what really is happening today is one of the greatest blessings in this country because there's no power, there's no victory, there's no healing, there's no life on, in abortion. When we kill a baby that's out of the womb and, and, and perhaps in the womb uh, is, is got to be murdered to say the least. But let's take a look at what they're saying. It says, we say it, it is not near. It's never going to happen. The Babylonians are not coming. Let us build houses. Let us just get involved with business. Let's just go ahead and get your bitcoins and get your, your, your dollars invested in the market because uh, the city is the cauldron and we be the flesh. This idea of the city be the cauldron and we be the flesh refers to the claims by the false prophets that the inhabitants of Jerusalem were secure as if they were surrounded by iron. A cauldron is made by iron. It's a pot. They're secure. Nobody can come in. And of course, you and I know that the invasion of, of the Babylonians was one of the most devastating invasions uh, and deportations the world has ever seen. So, therefore, prophesy then, prophesy us, son of men. And so the Holy Spirit tells the prophets to strong oppose the false prophets of Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit speaks to Isaiah the same way he spoke to Jeremiah. And in this, in this case, Ezekiel and, and Jeremiah were, were, uh, uh, worked together and, and their, 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 their ministry sort of uh, uh, happened at the same time, part of it. And so, God is saying to, to Jeremiah and saying to Ezekiel, prophesy, prophesy against, speak against them, say it. Now, question. Do we have someone that is saying against it? 
Because, because in America, the way it works is this. When you begin to say it, say the truth, you, you are shot down by church leaders. You are shot down by those who are in charge as if it's not permissible. And so, but God is encouraging Isaiah, encouraging Jeremiah and Ezekiel to say it. And I want to say to you today, you need to be encouraged to say it. Prophesy. Speak out. When you go to television today and you see the screaming and the four-letter words and, and, the, and the things that they're doing on television, the response you need to have is that you prophesy. You speak forward. Okay? And the Spirit of the Lord fell upon me and said unto me, Every time the Spirit of the Lord falls upon a prophet, it's got to be a good prophet. Every time the false prophet speaks, there's no presence of the Lord and the Holy Spirit is not involved. Look at chapter 10, chapter 11 of Ezekiel. You're going to find that reality. O house of it, for I know the things that come into your mind, every one of them. So let me read it. And the Spirit of the Lord fell upon me and said unto me, Speak, thus says the Lord. Thus does you have said, O house of Israel, for I know the things that come into your mind, every one of them. The omniscient presence of God, the Holy Spirit reveals into the mind of the prophet what they're saying in their chambers. You remember Naaman and, 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 and Elijah? Elijah said to the little, the little uh, his, 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 his helper, I, I, I can hear what he is thinking in his mind, uh, Naaman, in, in, in Syria. And so, when you hear what you, in your subconscious, God has called you. If you have a call to prophesy, if you are a pastor, if you are a minister of the gospel, speak out when you see the vision. Speak out when you hear, and you hear what has been said. And the Spirit of the Lord fell upon me and said, Thus says the Lord, O house of Israel. Now, the Lord has forsaken the earth, and the Lord sees not. The omniscience of the Lord is brought forth in this statement. For I know the things that have come into your mind, every one of them, is the response of Judah's statement. The Lord has forsaken the earth, and the Lord sees not. What do you mean by that? The Lord sees not. Go into chapter 9, verse 9. It says this, And he said unto me, The iniquity of the house of Israel and Judah is exceedingly great. <coughs> Meaning, the deportation, the invasion of the Babylonians came because of the weakness that, is, that was taking place. Remember, the house of God was empty. The doors was open. The, the, the candlelights were, 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 were without oil. They were looking to the sun to worship the sun. They forgot about the presence of God. And so God allowed the Babylonians to come and take them into 70 years of, 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 of exile. So tell me this. Is America in the same path today? Oh, my goodness, almost identical. Almost identical. Atlanta is the city, is not the city of the Falcons 
in the city of Sakha, in the city of uh, uh, Georgia, is not the, the city of uh, Athens, Georgia, the city of champions uh, in football. Atlanta is the capital of pornography. Atlanta is a place that is infested by pornography like you've never seen. Atlanta and Georgia and New York City and Chicago are cities that are taken by crime. The DA of New York City will not uh, bring into compliance any problems or any offense in terms of robbery or assault. At the same time, the Supreme Court has said, carry your gun. You're going to need it. And so we are at a time in America where we've never seen 68 million aborted children by any reason. In other words, abortions become the order of the day. And thank God that uh, it's been reversed and will be dealt with by other courts. But it's a beginning that changed the heart of America. You need to be pleased with that. Amen? And so, when you look at uh, chapter, chapter 9, verse 9, for, they, for, they, for the Lord has forsaken the earth, and the Lord sees not. What this means is that uh, the Lord does not see sins which are washed by the blood of Jesus. Meaning that if, if your sin is washed by the blood of Jesus, He will not see it. He, is, he will not see it. He, he most definitely sees the sin of the believers which are unconfessed sins and for which there is no repentance. He sees that. But when you repent of your sins, when you surrender to God, when you ask Him to forgive your sins, and you change your ways, then there's hope for you. And this is what uh, chapter 10, chapter 11 uh, uh, is saying on verse 5. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and, uh, and, and, and said, I know the things that come into your mind, every one of them. In other words, I can hear you. If you are committed to Christ, if you are repentant of your sins, you have multiplied your dead in this city. And you have filled the streets thereof with the dead. And so the idea of this verse is that the terrible destruction coming to Jerusalem is not the fault of God. God didn't cause that. But the fault of the spiritual leaders in this rebellious nation, which was Israel. Therefore the Lord lays the blame at their feet. The Lord simply says to them, Since you have decided to abandon the sanctuary, the tabernacle of David, built by Solomon, that beautiful house of God, God built three houses. He gave instructions to be built, the plans of the building. He did himself three houses. The tabernacle of Moses in the desert, the Median desert. The building of the ark, the ark of Noah, in the temple in Jerusalem. Specific, specific instruction. And yet all was destroyed. And so God is saying to the Israelites that the time has come for them to face what they're doing, face their sin. Verse, verse 7 says, Therefore thus says the Lord, You dead whom you have laid in the midst of it, they are the flesh and the city 
is the caudum, and I'll bring you forth out of the midst of it. Simply, simply saying, caudum is the people embalming the flesh. In other words, the dead would be many. The dead would be many. And the invasion of the Babylonians was, was the only people that uh, was spared were those with special gifts, talented, the young men, the smart and the intelligent and, and the wise. The rest was slaughtered. And so, the word today to you is simply this, and I, I'm saying to you, is simply this, prophesy. Go back to verse 4. Therefore, prophesy against them. What do you mean by that? What do you mean the word prophesy? When you go to 1 Corinthians 12, you come to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And there are three gifts that are very vocal gifts. It's called prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. The word prophesy here has nothing to do with the prophet. It has to do with speaking forth. So how do you prophesy? Okay, you prophesy this. False prophets, I say to you, you are bound by the Spirit of God. False prophets, you have no right to come against the voice of God who has determined that the people of God has not repented. I prophesy, your voice will shudder. The sword will get you. You will not, that's prophesying. Prophesying means speaking, encouraging, warning, speaking forth. And so, verse 8, chapter, chapter 11, you have feared the sword. 